In, in lightning. Inspirational. Inspirational. Powerfully refining. Powerfully refining. And unapologetically controversial. Conversations with, with the Royal Impress. The entire world knows the secret of who you are. Now is the time to step into your queendom and become the Royal Empress that you're meant to be. One woman at a time. Conversations with the Royal Empress. Now Akima, she's the analytical Empress. Akima, she's the Empress that will challenge you. And Lakeshe Nadira, she's the Empress who tells it like it is. Now, straighten up your crown and be elevated through conversation. Conversation with the Royal Empress. joining us for another episode of Conversations with the Royal Empress. This is Akila, and joining me as always are my wonderful co-hosts, Lakeshe Nadira. Peace, everyone. And Dr. Hakima. Peace and blessings. Our subject today is on feminism, and in particular, the role of feminism as it pertains to Black women and Black womanhood. We're going to examine some of this historically, dating back to the birth of the women's rights movement, the suffrage movement, into the feminist movement of today. August 18, 1920, the 19th Amendment was ratified, giving women the right to vote in the United States. However, we also know that many Black women particularly those in the South, were not allowed to freely exercise those rights until the 1960s during the Civil Rights Movement. The first time that there was anything regarding women's rights in this country and, or a gathering of women to get together for their rights would have been in 1848. 1848, however, when you read certain things in history, they talk about how they included all women. But I have trouble with, with, with that simply because in 1848, it's a well-known fact that particularly in the South and other states, Black women were still enslaved. And it's also a very well-known fact that Black women, even when they were fighting for rights alongside white women, they were often excluded. So much so that we formed our own organizations, and one in particular, the National Association of Colored Women, which became the largest Black women's club and started in 1896. So that's just a brief history. This is a topic with so many layers because you have women argue, well, what about today? What about patriarchal views? What about hypermasculinity of Black men? And to that point, I will always state that our issues within our communities are not addressed through the current brand of feminism, nor has the Black man risen to such power and dominance in the society as to oppress us in the manner uh, in which white supremacy has. Hawk, you smiling, so you got something to say. <laughs> you know, it, there's so many mixed emotions when it comes to 
the whole feminist movement. <clears throat> Excuse me. The issue with, this is the biggest issue I have with those who consider themselves black feminists, black feminists, is because they don't know the history of the feminist movement and how it even came to be. Um, that's what bothers me about the whole feminist movement because what has derived from the feminist movement is this black feminist movement. But what I've seen or what I've, I observe from our people who subscribe to that black feminist movement, how they equate that to the ineffective or dysfunctional relationships in the black community. I, I don't understand how you, how you can say that correlates. Um, a failed relationship should not be a motivation for you to jump on some black feminist movement or feminist movement in general. That's You made a, a very valid point, Akiva, when you said, well, our men ain't oppressing us. They're not keeping us from getting no job. You know, they're not keeping us from, from making more money. They don't decide. No, Nobody's compensation package is made by our black men. Well, I don't think this sister should be making this much, so therefore we gonna cut her salary uh, in comparison to to her white counterparts in the office or in the company that she works for. So that's that's my take on that's how I feel about it. I think that having rights as women is valid. I had a conversation one day where I I, I said I'm not a feminist even though I am pro-woman. And there was a, a woman, a sister, who took exception to what I had stated, and she wanted to know how could I possibly be pro-woman and not be a feminist. And I thought that was pretty crazy uh, for someone to actually say that to me, because I can absolutely advocate for right, the right of women without claiming a movement that I know its roots excluded me my people and really the condition of our people that that in that movement that we had to fight just to be included for our voices to be heard and even when our voices were heard they didn't give a damn about whether or not we had the right to vote they didn't care they didn't care that we were getting lynched black women got lynched just like black men got lynched they didn't care that we were raped by white men at their will, even after slavery. It's like we act like the Emancipation Proclamation came along and that Jim Crow never existed. So, you know, so I, I you know, and, and we love to talk about how, oh, that's in the past and this is today. But truly what has, what has really changed um, in terms of our, our interests. And our interests will always remain, to me, connected to the wholeness of, of the, the, um, the issues that, that plague the Black community, the issues that we are faced with as a whole. Racism and all of those things have so much to do with it, even though there are some separate issues, I think, that women face that perhaps even Black men don't face. But at the end of the day, I'm still black. I still produce black children. Their interests are still important to me. So I'm not going to go out and, and 
you know, dog out or separate myself from our men in our, in our plight for freedom. And I don't think that many of our pioneers did not do that either. Ida B. Wells did not do that. You know, Mary Church Terrell did not do that. So we get it twisted. You, you, you can certainly say that women have a right to do A, B, C, and D without it being a, a fight against your man. The white woman been fighting against her man for a long time because he has oppressed her for a very long time. Okay. <laughs> so. But it's interesting that you, that you state that because that's, that's something that black women don't seem to understand. Our men didn't, wasn't oppressing us, so we didn't have an issue with our men. That was them having an issue with their men. Speak to that. So, so in order for the civil, in order for the feminist movement to even be successful, they had to join on to the civil rights movement. Uh, and, in that, and that means in order for that feminist movement to be successful, they had to have help from black women. So in order for that to gain momentum like it did, they had to join on with the civil rights movement because the civil rights movement was gaining strong momentum. So they figured we'll jump on with this because our man is not taking us serious enough anyway. And if we latch on to this movement, we'll be able to be carried on into the promised land. That's, that's, that's that exactly what happened. They latched on to the civil rights movement. Here you got these white feminists um, marching with, you know, sisters and brothers in the civil rights movement, like they stand with us, let's collaborate. But the, the, the collaboration was a trick. You know, it wasn't a collaboration. It was, we got to do what we got to do to be successful. And then in order for them to get what they want, they had to kick the sister to the curb like they did. And there you have it. We were used and abused by the European woman so that she can get what she wants. You both make some really excellent points. Um, one of the things that we have to look at historically is how we have always been used to aid others in their plight to so-called freedom or whatever the case might be. We're building whatever institution organization, et cetera, that they've had. Um, there has never been a time where anybody has cared that much about our people and our suffering that they decided, hey, you need help? Let us help you. Come and join our movement. Never has there been a time. So why then would there be an interest in us except that it is for the numbers? Sometimes we just have to pay attention to the signs, mainly study history. Because it's when you study history is where you'll find the answer. And I believe what happened or what has happened over a course of a period of time, we get so caught up in our emotions and in our own feelings that we are easily led astray, easily led astray by someone selling us wolf tickets. So somebody invites you to a movement that you really don't have any clue or have any idea about and you jump on because 
you're looking for something. Maybe you may be receiving some type of injustice. Maybe you are experiencing whatever it is that they told you that they were experiencing. But really, when you look at it, there's not a comparison. And so I say that not only with the so-called feminist movement, I say that with any movement that people want to attach us to. We have to be aware of the slinking devil. We have to be aware and pay very close attention to anybody, any organization that can stand to benefit from the numbers or just from support. And this again is historical. If you look at just about every movement that was started by someone other than ourselves, who purposely sought after us, and when I say us, I'm speaking of our people, whether it be black man or a black woman, but they purposely sought us, sought after us. You have to look into that and think, okay, put your thinking cap on, as they used to say when I was in kindergarten, first grade and second grade. What exactly is this? And why all of a sudden are they concerned with me? Were they concerned with me when people were slapping me upside my head, spraying me down with the water hose, whipping me with, you know, chains and all other things? Were they really concerned about me? Has anybody else stood up for me and for my rights? Oh, now all of a sudden, people are saying that they have my back. If those same women who started this movement really were concerned about our sisters during that time, then that would mean that they would also be concerned about how our children were being treated and so many other things. Then therefore we would have saw their help way before then, but as you so beautifully put it, Dr. Hakima, their motive was not in the right place. And this had nothing to do with us. It had everything to do with them and the way they felt they were being treated because of the services and the mistreatment that they were receiving or weren't receiving from their other half. Our black men were not even on the same playing field as their men were. So it was impossible for them to even be able to treat us or mistreat us the same way or on the same level that the Caucasian man was. So we have to be very clear before we jump on any bandwagon. And I believe for me, as you stated too, Dr. Hakima, that is one of the biggest um, problems or issues that I have with the entire movement is the fact that most women who jump on that bandwagon, especially now, I won't even say especially now, that would be, um, that would be incorrect, but a lot of the women who jump on the movement, past and present, are oftentimes very ignorant to the full understanding of the origins of that movement. They have no clue of the history they have no, absolutely no clue of the history, but that's okay. We're going to dispel all of that in this conversation with the Royal Empress. I heard. <laughs> I gotta say that again. <laughs> you know, it, 
we we're blind to the fact that the feminist movement and getting a black woman to fall in line with that was a was a division in the household of the black family. That was the destruction of the black family right there. Because now I'm not looking at you as we hand to hand, we fighting together for the rights of our community. Now I, I'm letting go of his arm and I'm holding on to the arm of a woman and say, we gonna do this together. No, it, it don't work that way. The family is not made up of woman, woman, and child. The family is made up of man, woman, and child. See, as black people, we are spiritual people. When we say man, that, that includes woman. That's all inclusive for us because we are spiritual people. We know that we're God's people and we're spiritual. To, to fight for man is to fight for woman. To fight for woman is to fight for child. I, I, we have a holistic approach holistic approach to everything that we do if we're in our right mind so the whole divisiveness within our household did not come from us and it definitely didn't come from our black men it came from those outside forces so we were definitely definitely misled we've been led astray um you know this whole it's just, you know, it's, I think this is just one of those topics that has so many layers to it. And I agree that we, we like to jump on bandwagons. And I, you know, I'm going to say that I think that probably initially, if we go back to the 1800s, um, when women's rights was, um, you know, first brought up, I want to, um, it was something I was reading. It says women fought for more than 200 years to obtain the rights that were guaranteed to men in the United States Constitution. When the 19th century began, a woman was not permitted to vote or hold office. She had few rights to her own property or earnings. She could not take custody of her children if she divorced. She did not have access to a higher education. Now, those are some issues that would affect black women as well. But in 1848, you couldn't have those rights as a slave. So even if, even if prior to teach black women, even if prior to the civil war, they were given those rights, we still wouldn't have had. Oh, Yes, Miss. Can you say that again? Can you please really? say no, that no, again? Teach on that and say that one more say that time. Again. We would not have had those same rights. Those rights would not have been afforded to Black women. So, albeit, you know, they, they, historically they talk about how many of these women who started these women's rights movements back then were abolitionists and that they saw similarities between the legalities of slavery and, and the oppression of women. Hold on, I understand that. I'm saying this is what they were saying. <laughs> but if so, if so, then why was there so much opposition to black women being a part of that movement? Why were there uh, Southern white women blocking black women? during those movements of the early 1800s why was it so much so that we had to go out and start our own organizations if we were if it was so inclusive why 
did they tell Ida B. Wells and all of those women that they needed to march in the back of the line during the women's march? Ooh, I'm gonna get my holy shoes on and shout in one minute. But Ida B. Wells said, no, we're not marching in the back. And she marched her butt right up to the front. That's why you see her in those pictures in the front. She refused to go to the back. But see, you're making an excellent point. If I can just interject, you're making an excellent point because the reason is because they put race first. Mm -hmm. But we choose to put the fact that we're a woman first. I recently read a um, question or a post in one of the many groups that I'm in on Facebook. It happens to be one of my therapy groups. Um, and so the question was asked, what comes first? Is it your blackness or is it the fact that you are a woman, a female? Blackness. And so I, was, I wasn't surprised at how many people that I saw who said that being a woman came first. Mm -hmm. I wasn't surprised, mm -hmm. but, and so I got ready to type a post and I got to type in and basically saying some similar things to what we're talking about. And then I deleted it all because I felt like, you know, this was just a wasted <laughs> bullet. I would rather take this bullet and share it in this type of form because it was going to dead ears because they were fighting like i didn't even you know they were literally uh fighting their rights so to speak to claim a hold to being a woman first before you were even before your sex was decided one thing we knew for sure that the parents that <laughs> produced you were black mm -hmm. hell if we didn't know a damn thing else mm -hmm. <laughs> is that not simple? so I mean, that to me is just mathematical. Right. It's just a mathematical fact. So with what you just shared, Akilah, to my point, is that the reason that they wanted to put us at the back is because they held a much higher regard for their race and being Caucasians than they did for your black self that they really didn't give a damn about, let's be real clear, they didn't give a damn that you was black or they didn't give a damn that you were a woman. Or, or am I saying that correctly? All they wanted was to use your body in to make numbers and to support their point, to support their movement. Didn't have a damn thing to do with anything else. Because guess what? As Muhammad Ali so eloquently put it, still a nigga, still a nigga. Still nigger. You hear what I'm saying, sisters mm -hmm. and brothers, as you listen to this podcast? These women who started this damn feminist movement did not give 10 dams <laughs> about you and your beautiful black self. <laughs> they hated you, Jeez. but they needed you. Jeez. Just like this man today and this woman today they hate us but they need us see the thing about the slave master and his children is that he's going to get the full benefit and use up out of what he considers to be his property he's going to get the full benefit and the use out of what he considers to be his property because he's not going to waste anything 
So when she saw you, she saw you as an opportunity because she was an opportunist. Hmm. And she saw you as property that she can benefit from. And that's the only damn reason that we've ever been included in any of their so-called movement. That is a fact. And if there is anyone out here and our listening audience who may want to challenge that, we invite you on. Feel free. We invite you on. You better study first. You better study first. You better study first. You better bring your weapons. And let me and let me let me let me just add this. Just to what what you said. There's a reason that fifty something percent of white women voted for Donald Trump. But let me go on and say this. I want to read this. Well, children. Where there is so much racket, there must be something out of kilter. I think that twixt the Negroes of the South and the women at the North all talking about rights, the white men will be in a, pre- a fix pretty soon. But what's all this here talking about? That man over there says that women need to be helped into carriages and lifted over ditches and to have the best place everywhere. Nobody ever helps me into carriages or over mud puddles, or gives me any place, and ain't I a woman? Look at me, look at my arm, I have plowed and planted, and gathered into barns, and no man could head me, and ain't I a woman? I could work as much and eat as much as a man when I could get it, and bear the lash as well, and ain't I a woman? I have borne 13 children and seen most all sold off to slavery, and when I cried out with my mother's grief, none but Jesus heard me, and ain't I a woman? Now that's the journal of truth in 1851, talking mm. to an audience in Akron, Ohio. Mm. I believe it was 1851. Hmm. I might ain't have it. I, I might have. But ain't I a woman? So, so as we're talking about this, why does she even have to say, "Ain't I a woman"? to this audience. Hmm. So here we are in a movement for women and still fighting for our voices to be heard within that movement. But you notice she said, white men will be in a fix pretty soon. She said nothing about the black men. Come black on and teach. Didn't have no rights. He was lynched. He had no power. He still doesn't have the type of power to oppress us. Maybe you got a man that can oppress you in your home. That's domestic violence and that's domestic abuse. That's a completely different story. Yes. And I think that's what people kind of made, or I don't, I believe that we get it twisted when it comes to that particular point right there. That is a totally different subject altogether. The feminist movement and what they were about is totally and completely separate from certain or domestic issues. And I think with us, when I mentioned about getting emotional, emotionalized with some of the things that they may mention of to bring us into their movement, um, 
because we weren't fully looking at the whole, we were taking sound bites and pieces and not really even fully understanding that. Another point that I wanted to make is that there is no historical references at all that suggest that sexism even existed in the black community prior to the onset of the American slave um, bondage area. You know, in one of our previous conversations with the Royal Empress, or actually it was on our page when we posted a picture, um, which turned to be, you know, a bit controversial, just like the conversation that we're having. It depicts a Caucasian child, um, maybe of the likes of about 10 or 12 years old. And you could tell that this is probably like, you know, during the time of um, slavery. And what she has is her so-called pet, pet, P-E-T. But her pet is a black woman. And she has a rope around her neck representing that she is indeed her pet. And so um, in that particular post, the subject matter or the um, heading said feminism in a nutshell. And so, of course, that sparked um, a lot of emotions and it became a conversation piece. And, you know, there were a lot of exchanges of words, you know, with different, and, uh, different um, people who chose to comment, which really is, um, a part of this conversation that we're having this evening. And in that conversation, I guess you would say, there was some people who made comments in particular. Um, one of the comments, I'm trying to pull that up here, but one of the comments, um, one of the brothers who, who, who made a reference or made comment was, was talking about the historical movement and you know just some of the history behind that, and I just wanted to kind of share some of the things that was mentioned in that, and and, and I will do that right now. Let's see, in this particular um, response, and they're responding to uh, just what I spoke of. They say, in fact, the origins of many indigenous nations are rooted in a matriarchal model rather than a patriarchal male-dominant lifestyle model. Now, you've heard us here in the Royal Empress, especially Dr. Hakima, has talked about this quite often. They go on to say that many historical references as supported by scholars such as Dr. Ivan Van Sertema in his book, They Came Before Columbus and Lerone Bennett Jr. in his book, Before the Mayflower, shows a strong presence of a matriarchal society in the Black diaspora, which basically is letting you know that for us, as supporting what Hakima said, Dr. Hakima uh, stated earlier, for us as Black people, this was not our issue within our community. For white women, particularly, they have always been dominated by their male counterparts. They've always been dominated by them. They're, they have never been respected or looked upon as the person that they call on for guidance 
assistance in anything that puts the man below or beneath them. Whereas with us, it's always been the opposite. If you think about many of our sisters, I'm talking about our sisters who literally sat on thrones and ruled countries. You, we can go on and on and on for days. We did not tie ourselves or connect ourselves to any type of European model as it related to how we managed a society of people. We had our own, and in our own, women ruled and men ruled. And people looked up to women with respect. Our sisters, our Black women were looked upon with respect. So we have to be very extremely clear, Black women who are listening to this today, who feel like um, it's okay to follow behind a group of women who really have led you astray. You have to be very careful because you can't, you can't have it both ways. And what I mean by that, you can't say that I support my girl Harriet Tubman and I support my girl Ida B. Wells and Sojourner Truth on one end, but then you turn on her by supporting this movement which in truth, they didn't support in that way because they got it. So make up your mind. Either you can get with this or you can get with that. But you're going to have to make a decision and be very clear. Very clear. So I suggest strongly that you pick up a book, a couple of them. And, you know, we'll give you some references so that you can do your own study. The one thing that I appreciate about our training that most that we have received, you know, those of us who are a part of the Royal Empress, is that we have the type of training that has always taught us don't allow someone else to be that person that just gives you information. See, this is why in the beginning it says Akila. See, she's the analytical one, right? And Dr. Jahad, Dr. Hakima, she's going to challenge you. Why is that? Because we're not just going to take information that somebody just gives us and spoon feeds us. It is our duty. It is our job as black women who love our community to study and to do research, to make sure that we back it up. So I'm only suggesting that you do the same, my beautiful sisters out there who are listening, who don't maybe necessarily understand your history our rich history study to show thy self-approval at least that's what the scriptures say mm-hmm. it, it, it just listening to you talk i mean i'm it's it's like i'm having all of these flashbacks of what we went through and you know when i when i when i look at things and i realize even after 1920 even after august 18th 1920 when the 19th amendment was ratified giving women the right to vote black people were still drinking from separate water fountains that included black women we were still going to separate schools that included black women even if we were if we swore in on a bible in court They didn't even give you the same Bible that they gave white people to swear in on, including black women. So how you try to separate yourself from that that benefits black people as a whole, 
I, I can't, I, I don't understand it. I can't relate to it. And yeah, I get, you know, people, oh, well, we can, we can champion multiple causes. I am not suggesting, and I don't think any of us are suggesting that we should not champion causes that are beneficial to women. Not at all. We're not suggesting that. We're not suggesting that in the least bit. However, we are saying that stop acting as if somehow your man is just as guilty and responsible for the condition that have put us, that they have put us in, in this country. Your man ain't got nothing to do with that. He has zero to do with that. And again, even, I, I cannot pull, I can't pull it up, but I was reading this article with a girl. So let me, let me just say this. If somebody writes an opinion piece and I, I read about hoteps and all of that, you've already lost me because I don't read that kind of foolishness. Um, at the point that you start using a, a word that has historical value to black people in a derogatory manner, I have nothing for you. I, you've lost me. So, that, but, but the person was saying something in an article about how, you know, she, that, that, you know they, that they blame feminism for the breakdown in the black home. And um, I didn't hear about that until Hotep started saying it. Then you haven't been reading history. Um, mm. Then you, you're not reading your history. <laughs> now say, right. that, say that again, because I want to make sure that I'm clear on what you're saying. That, just, just mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just saying, you're not reading your history. No, if, you, if you're blaming things, the art, there was an article and the girl was saying how she did not hear about um, the, feminism breaking down the, fa- the black oh, family until, you, quote, unquote, hoteps started saying it. And so oh, the Lord. Okay. Say, at the point that I hear any person refer to somebody as a hotep, your argument has no weight with me. I've shut down. I'm not listening to you anymore. Because if you can't understand the, 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 the meaning of the word hotep and its historical relevance for us, if you, you know, you can't just, I mean, I just, it, it bothers me. It's a black nationalist term. That has nothing to do with somebody being so black that they, I mean, come on, man. I, anyway. So, but that that's that's so me. ignorant. Not only not a, not only that, just the comment even that followed that. Yeah, <laughs> that's just so ignorant. You See, know, I, I, yeah, yeah. So, so just so so the whole thing about it, it, it's it's insulting. Hotep means peace, by the way. Um, so no, just in case shalom. y'all you didn't know, right? There, they did like shalom or salam. They did or anything. They didn't know. Okay, and so stop taking things that are that that are part of us and making it derogatory and I don't know if it's I don't know what is behind that but words have a lot of power and to take something as powerful as that word and to lessen it and demean it is just you know and I'm getting off on another tangent and I don't want to go there but I just want to say that if that is where you come from if you refer to someone who speaks like we're speaking as that I don't even want to talk to you. You've lost all credibility uh, mm-hmm. because I don't argue with fools. And, you know, I, I agree with John Henry Clark when he said, I only debate my equals. Ooh, and, right. 
And if, yes. you know, and if you come in. Everybody else you teach. Everybody, yes, everybody else. I debate my equals. Everybody else I teach. Uh -huh. That's how it goes. That's how it goes. So, you know, the, the bottom line is, like I said. Go back and study. Go back and study. But, but, start, but start, start in the start 1800s. With, start, right. start with Ida B. Wells. Start with Ida B. Wells, who specifically. Uh -uh, uh -uh. Go before uh, Ida. Go yeah. back to 1848. Right. Okay. Let's go to 1848 because that's when the women's rights stuff started in this country. Mm. Right. Exactly. 1848. Because, yeah. and, and, and then move forward. And then find out when you see yourself introduced into that and then see the struggle that you went to just to be in that. Understand that black women, when they joined that movement, it was about, they understood that by giving black men the same rights as white men and not giving it to black women would then make our men an oppressor over us. There is a distinct difference in that. Mm -hmm. So we didn't want them to be given something that we weren't given. What it was, it, and, and I can't remember who, who said this right now, but there's a quote, and, she, and, and, and one of the sisters said that because they didn't want to turn, we just got our freedom from slavery. Yes. We didn't want to then turn around and have our black men as our, our new slave master. Absolutely. Because you have elevated him to the status, and really not so much, but to a seeming status that white men have, i.e. the right to vote, i.e. the right to own property, all of these things, the, the right to take the property from the woman. Because if, if, if a woman had property, she couldn't own property in this country, it automatically went to the man. So what we were not, what we wanted to do was to prevent you from turning our black men into a mini white man. We mm -hmm. wanted all inclusion, we wanted inclusion. We but we also understood that. that you were killing him wholesale. And so we understood that even though we wanted this, what we were doing was trying to keep our community intact, keep our families intact, and not allow this white man's version of how to treat women to be passed along to the men that we give birth to and the husbands that we take care of in our home. That, you know, and so... It's like just, just understanding that, that you cannot separate the two. The other thing that I can't understand, and I hear women, and I know women are upset because there are a lot of black men who say some crazy stuff out there, but him talking reckless has nothing to do with his power over you. He's Come on, and just, just and teach on that. Fool. Just because he's a reckless, ignorant fool, there's not right. he has any kind of power over you. Don't give him, don't even give him energy to hell with him. I don't have nothing. I don't, I'm not on, girl, I am not arguing over ignorant ass men who have no regard or no respect for women. I don't need to be a feminist because he's ignorant. Teach, <laughs> Lord. Okay. Or because he lacks civilization and training. Be, right, or because, because, because he's, he's barbaric he's like his slave master's children. Okay. None of these things have anything to do with the other. It's like comparing apples and peanuts. Two totally different categories. Stop it. Just stop it. <laughs> you know, I don't give him a platform. Ignore him. Let him go and do whatever he's, he wants to do. There, uh, there are enough men. But see, then, but see, here's the other thing that we get caught up on. I don't need a man to do this. I don't need a man to do that. I'm just as blah, blah, blah as a man. You know, it, it, brothers saying how women get upset with them because they open the door for them or they do all of these things. Listen, 
That is, is, is absolute insanity is what it is. You have women who in one breath, they want to be put on a pedestal, but then in the next breath, they want to tell you that they can do everything that a man can do. Pick a side. <laughs> That's why I said you can't, choose, yeah. Choose, choose one. You can't, you can't, you want him to, re- it, we, we, what, what the is scripture it? scripture talks Re- about those who are double-minded. Okay. You, you know, you, you, you're going to have to make a decision. You can get with this or that, but you can't have both of them in this type of situation. I mean, yeah. you're, you're making such a valid point. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and again, there are men out there who, who, who think crazy and, and it's okay that they think crazy, but if he ain't got no power, it's just words. That's right. You know, that's going to have to be a part two because, you know, it's so, you mentioned it's so many layers. To right. This, and we're going to have to go, because we, you know, this is like an exorcism. We're going to have to go deep, like the Leviathan. Yes, to, yes, To, to yes. get all of this, this, this feminine disease out of our soul because it's going to have to be a part two. Right now, we just on the history of this. We not, we ain't even got to we on the surface. We ain't even got down deep. We haven't this. even scratched deep. And we that's, ain't that's even scratched. So true, because even I, when I, you just started talking about the um, how you have women who, on one hand, they don't want a man to hold open the door. They can do the same type of job and this, that, and the other. But you know, again, you have to make up your mind because this is a decision that really was given to you long before now. And so when you really start dissecting it, because oftentimes what we think is because this is what we've been trained to think. So this is why I say this is a decision that's been given to you long before now, is because people hand it out, give it to you, and then you adopt it as your own, and you don't even realize when you really look at it, it doesn't make sense. It's like when someone says something to you versus when you may read it for yourself. Mm -hmm. Too often people have read the Bible to you but you never knew what it really said. And then when you got you a copy of you, you, or if you go ahead and dust some of that dust off and open it up, you're like, wow, that didn't even say that. That didn't even mean that, or that was taken out of context. And that's exactly what has happened with this movement. Let me, and this uh, is I, why we lack understanding. Let me, let me, I want to challenge some sisters right now. I want us to really think, and I want us to set our emotion aside because I know we have offended some sisters and this is not our intention. It's to just, it's not no uh, attack session. We try I don't mind offending you, though. We're trying to educate <laughs> No, no, the truth, if the truth offends you, that's, that's not, that, that's something between you and your Lord. But I'm going to say this because it was something that Dr. Steffi Turner said on our show when she was on a couple weeks ago. And she, and she mentioned something about it was not too long ago that her mother wasn't cleaning white people's houses. Okay, where was the white feminist? 30 years ago when our mothers were still cleaning their houses. Where was the white feminist at? So this is for our sisters. Now, I need you to understand this. I need you to listen because in, in, in your mind, you seem to think you and the white feminists are one. So I, I, want, I want to challenge you because as many of our sisters was cleaning white people's homes still less than 30 years ago, where was the white feminist saying, this woman deserves better than that? She's like me. She deserves better than be cleaning my house. Where was she at? Okay, where was the white feminist when the the DNA of Henrietta Lacks was just used to, to create uh, cures 
for diseases against the will of her family. Where was the white feminist then? I, I, I want our sisters. I want you to think about this because as the DNA of Henrietta Lacks was used in medicine in the medical field to to come up with cures for diseases for white people, where was the white feminist to say, "Hey, this is unethical. This is our sister. This is our feminist sister." Where were they at? They I ain't heard nothing from them. I ain't heard a damn thing from the white feminists on either one of those points. And another thing, the less pay that us sisters is making, the, the, we got to have five degrees to the, 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 the white woman's one degree, and we still making less than her in the same, the same position. Where's the white feminists for that saying, I think my black sister, that this, my black feminine sister, should make as much money as me. Where's she at? Where's she at? Because I know plenty of, plenty of companies that I work for, I have more degree than my manager, and she was a white woman, and she didn't have as much education as I had, and she's still making more than me and had a higher degree than me. I had to answer to her. Come on now. Talk back to me, sister. Talk back. Because I, I know many of you, I, I, many of you who believe in this black feminist movement is going to work every day, and you checking in with your boss, and your boss is that white woman that got less education than you, got a higher position than you, don't even have the experience you got. But she your boss. Now, and I want you to think about that. Wait where a minute, is she? you trained her. <laughs> but check out, where, where, where is she at? Because she ain't fighting for you right now, is she? Another thing, all these missing sisters that's out there, they don't even, these, these stories don't even I'll make teach. the news. Where are these white feminists saying, where's our black sisters at? They being disrespected. The news won't even cover them. They go missing. There's no Amber Alert. So where is the white feminists when our children go missing and they don't make the Amber Alerts? Where's the white feminist? So I need to challenge you, sisters, because if you feel that this woman is your sister, your sister should want for you what she wants for herself. So why should you go. calling for There you, you go, Doc. So there I really go. want you to think about that, sisters. I really want you to think, because if she's your sister, she, she needs to act more like your sister. I'm going to tell you that right now, because if I'm hurting, my sister should be hurting too. But I don't hear my sister. I don't hear that sister saying, wait a minute, I, I feel your pain, sister. I feel it because it's my pain. They, they silent. I hear crickets on their side when it comes to our suffering. So, sisters, I need you to take that moment to think about that. And, 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 and let me say this. I just want to throw this in there. Like her or not, this man that sits in the Ooh, old I was just about to go there. Mm, of the white house that's called a black woman a dog. Mm. I don't, where, where is the outrage? Where's yes, the white feminist yes. at? I was just <laughs> going to say they? that. Mm-hmm. Where are they? See, that's the thing is if when issues that are, are, are pertinent to us, there is no real true outrage, save a few. Yeah, there may be a few, but as a collective, we don't Not see bad. this as a collective. Yeah, we don't right. see where the machine, where the machine at? The white feminist machine at? We don't see it, it do we? Well, we Absolutely. know where they are. We know where they are because 50 some percent of them voted for Donald Trump. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And it took, it took our former first lady, Michelle Obama, to even put the plea out to save our girls or bring our girls back home when we had that massive um, disappearance act of the black woman. So, so we got to. In DC, in DC, where all the politicians are. We got to mm-hmm. understand that 
it is okay. And I mean, I, I keep emphasizing this and unfortunately we have to repeat things because sometimes, because people listen and they hear what they want to hear. They're only going to hear a portion. A, they get a sound bite and they run with it. Oh, see, they, they feel like women don't have rights. No, 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 no. That is not or what we shouldn't have rights. Right. <laughs> that is not what we're saying. But what we are saying is that you can, you can, you can do whatever it is that you feel that you need to do for equal pay, for equal access to everything like everybody else. Nobody is saying that we should not do that. I will not separate from this black man. Not gonna there happen. You go. It's not gonna happen. And there's a whole bunch of you all that are angry with black men and you don't care. Well, black men ain't fighting for us. They not capping for us. They not doing this for us. That ain't got shit to do with feminism. Pardon my language. Yeah. And I think we just have to continue to emphasize and make that very clear. Those are separate issues, altogether separate issues. Yes. So stop the, trying to run out. We, we, get, we, get, we need to clean up our affairs, our internal affairs, because it is, this is a society that has put things in motion that has obviously torn apart the Black household. It absolutely it, it, it has torn apart and it, it continues to tear apart. And I, I wanna just I wanna just say this for our beautiful black sisters who are listening, who's you know, who have issue um with the things that we are saying, I want you to think about this, especially or particularly for those of you who hate the black man so much. And I use that word hate so much because we see it in your language, we see it mm -hmm. in your activity, we see it in your attacks on the black man. See, it's an oxymoron for you to say out of one breath, praise the Lord, and God is good. And anything related to God or Jesus or whoever it is that you look up to and pray to at night or in the day, but then turn around and say that you hate the black man. Because see, the way I I'm taught and from my understanding, every time you look at a black man or woman, you're looking at a God. So if you hate the very thing that you produced, because see, that means that you hate the very thing that you claim that you're praying to. You can't have it both ways. You can't pray to God who is man and woman, but you can't pray to a God who allowed you to create out of your womb a black child who grows up one day to be a black man. You can't even raise a black boy child in your home and talk about how much you love him, but yet you hate his father. Oh, There's some confusion it. going somewhere. It's some confusion. So on one end, <laughs> you're hating your very seed that you produce. Mm. So you're teaching him, oh, I can't stand your father. That nigga ain't shit. Whatever the case might be. No matter who hurt you, sister. Mm. See, this is what we have to get back to. And when Dr. Hakima was speaking early, in order for us to fully deal with this subject matter, we have to look at the many layers and levels and all of the areas. We have to dig deep so that we can fairly give attention to all 
because again, we're really just touching on the surface. But if you get to the root of the matter, if you get to the meat and the steak and the potatoes of the matter, then we get to the pain. And, and sisters, don't get me wrong, all of us have experienced pain. And I'm, I'm going to, you know, just share some self-disclosure. <laughs> I say about maybe 20 plus, 25 plus years ago, I may have, I could probably honestly say that I was very close to being um, one who sat in the same seat. When I say the same seat, meaning that I, I just couldn't stand, or at least I thought that I couldn't stand our brothers. I really did. And it wasn't even so much that I had personally been hurt. It was because I saw so many women, you know, in the field that I worked in who had been hurt. So what do I do? I do like I was doing at the time, what everybody else is doing. Blame the black man. Blame the black dude. <laughs> you know? And so I had like a, a, a scale that her, had, or a scalp that had developed because of my sister's pain. And I carried around on my shoulders. But then I met a man who met a man who met a man. And that man taught me about the condition of our people as a whole and why our brothers were in the condition that they were in. And I remember as I continued to listen and become enlightened, then all I could do is weep. But then I had to apologize to my father, meaning God, for making such a mistake and being influenced and just totally being off track with my thinking because I didn't understand the plight of black people in particularly the black man. So I didn't understand the 400 plus years of shackles on his mind and how that damaged him so to his core that caused him to be in the condition and then treat us a certain way. So once I came into the knowledge of myself and the knowledge of God and the knowledge of my brothers, then I began to understand and empathize. It did not mean that I excused behaviors, but I understood it. It's no difference when we see an illness, when we see a sickness. If we know that we have a child that is ill, or we know that we have some member in our family that is ill, we're going to treat them very differently or we're going to have a little bit more of empathy for them. If I know that a child is one years old and they're not quite potty trained, then I'm not going to have expectations of them to go to the bathroom on their own. Or if I know that they are not capable of controlling their bowels, I'm not going to get upset when something happens and they have an accident. I'm going to have an understanding and an empathy and the same as with this situation. So without going too far off, I just really want to say that and reemphasize my original point, which is you can't birth a black baby, a black male child. You can't say that you love your father, your biological father, nor can you say that you even want a man in your bed, but yet you hate and despise him. Nor can you say that you pray to your master, your God, who is a black man, 
but yet you hate your brothers that you see every single day. You have to make up your mind. We have to make a decision. I just want to add one point to that. And I don't know if we, if I've said this in other podcasts where we've talked, but I want to reemphasize something. And that is, is particularly for those of us who are mothers. The first teacher of any child is his mother. Yes. If you are in fact the first teacher, then what's going on? You nurse that baby. But you teach that baby how to treat you and to treat everybody else that looks like you. Mm-hmm. Very different from back in slavery when we nursed their babies and we nursed our oppressors. We're not nursing our oppressors when we uh, nurse the children in our own home because we have far more influence on them than anybody else. So, you know, sometimes we have to just take a look in the mirror to understand why we are where we are. You know, when a black man talks against a black woman and he has such disdain and hatred, I wonder what his relationship is like with his mother. Yes, yes. Man, you know, that's, that's really, really talking. That's, that, I'm telling you, we're going to have to do a part two to this. Um, and I want to move us towards the solution, st- the solution stage. Um, we talked about studying the history of feminism or the women's movement and going back to the 1800s. Know the history of feminism before you decide that you are a, a black feminist. Not trying to say you shouldn't. I, I think you shouldn't, but I'm not going to try to force you onto my belief. But I just want you to study for yourself and come to your own conclusion. Uh, we want you to study for yourself, rather. The next thing, the next step that, that we need to offer as a solution is study the actions of the white feminist movement today. What are they doing to support black suffering or the suffering of black women? Since, you, since it's all about the suffering of black, of black women, if that's a concern of, of the black feminists, what are your white counterparts doing? If they ain't doing nothing to help you, then that should show you something. So do that for us. The next thing is, I'm, we are all three of us. We're pro-woman. We're not saying don't be pro-woman. We're advocating you be pro-woman. But pro-woman does not mean anti-man or anti-child or anti-God. Pro-woman means you're pro-woman. There's nothing wrong with that. Can't, you can't be a woman and, and love yourself and not be pro-woman. So we're, we're not advocating to hate women. We're saying be pro-woman, but just don't buy into that feminist movement. The last thing, the last solution, accept your own and be yourself. Study the the matriarchal doctrine of of black history, true black history. Go back to Africa, go back to our existence and study the importance and the value of the black woman and how it is placed on her. We were running kingdoms back then. We were generals back then. I, I, I need you to do that, sisters. Don't get caught up in this patriarchal society. Know your own history. Accept your own and be yourself. Mm-hmm. And teach Thank your you sons. All. I'm sorry. Teach your sons to reverence mm-hmm. the womb that bore them. Hello. You're all right. Go on, Dr. Hakeem. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm going to keep this going, but we'll be here for about another four or five hours. So, but I, I, Real talk. <laughs> please. Please, please, please 
listen, go over, re-listen to this. We want you to listen to this a number of times. It's a lot of heavy information in this podcast. Um, we want to thank you for joining our podcast, and we look forward to you joining next week's podcast. Have a good evening. Thanks for listening to another episode of Conversations with the Royal Impress. Tune in next week for another enlightening conversation. For more information on the Royal Empress, please visit the website royalempress.org. You can also follow the Royal Empress on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Conversations with the Royal Empress is a subsidiary of the Royal Empress organization. All rights reserved.